Shalom, everyone. It's time for Ancient Jewish Wisdom for a Modern World that will change your thinking and change your life. Welcome to the Dust of the Rabbi podcast with Rabbi Brian Baruch Belechi. Shalom, everyone. This is Rabbi Brian, and I'm glad you've joined us for another episode of the Dust of the Rabbi podcast. I am on for another episode with my dear friend, Pastor Obed Martinez Mm -hmm. of Destiny Church, three campuses, one online. I have the joy to be one of your campus Mm -hmm. pastors for many years. I did a lot of executive behind the scenes work, Mm -hmm. and now I'm continuing to do that. But I'm working not only at a synagogue as a Messianic rabbi, but I get to work with you. And my brother from another mother has a vision like you cannot believe, and especially a vision for the church. So we've been talking about prophecy pivots, that the Bible tells us what's going to happen, and that how we can align ourselves depends Mm -hmm. on how we pivot Mm -hmm. in this season with all these things going on in the world. Mm -hmm. I think... The biggest thing today is, you know, when you think about COVID, like when COVID hit, the reality sat in and you had to pivot. I remember yes. we we flipped our church in three days yes. and we went digital. And I mean, we really uh, did things during that time that we had been preparing for, not even knowing that we were being prepared for it. Yeah. Became the hands and feet of Jesus, did amazing things. And I kind of see this moment like it again the prophecies that are being fulfilled, the, the, the things that are taking place in Israel that, and, and what's taking place globally right now. We talked about it in the first episode. You talked about all of these protests around the world and people are taking on this cause, but don't even really know the history of it, right? right? And I think in a moment like this, this is our time as the church to ask ourselves, how are we positioned mm. and how are we postured to be part of this prophetic move that God is doing. Because I believe behind the scenes, the enemy's working. Yeah. But God has always raised his church up to be triumphant in times like this. And so when things take place like that, Rabbi, and I look at it, the first question I always ask myself is, Lord, how do you want us to pivot? Mm-hmm. How do you want us to be positioned and posture? I don't want to be a spectator because I understand all of this was mentioned for a reason. And now that some of it's happening or we can see things happening, how are we going to respond to it as the church? That's what I'm super excited to discuss today. And you've always been one of those forward thinkers. Yeah. I mean, you've always been the Joseph, the dreamer that saw the vision of what not only could be, but what was going to take place. Yeah. And you've helped us always think ahead yeah. and not just be stuck where we're at or in the past. Yeah, yeah. Because it's one thing, like an, when you were an evangelist, you'd yeah. go from church to church to church. Yeah. Each one would have their issue, and you would come up with this plan to help them get past being stuck. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that's what the pivot is. It's yeah. like sometimes the pivot helps you avoid a pitfall. Yeah. And yeah. sometimes we forget that prophecy is giving us the pivot. Yeah. Because the pitfall is ahead. Yeah, 100%. And yet there's some of these prophecies that are conditional based upon what we do Mm -hmm. to bring ourselves into alignment. Yeah. So I think one of the things I love about this is it's not the typical topic, say, on a Sunday morning or, say, a a Bible study or life group. But then think about what's happened to your group of men. Mm -hmm. They are now asking you to stay longer on your talks and to continue the conversation so that they can know how to pivot in the business world, how much more the church. A hundred percent. Think about how God always thinks, right? He's a forward thinker. Yes. I was sharing a few weeks ago, 
that when you look at where the church is today in its church timeline, we're in that church age, right? 2023 yes. years in that church age. Behind us was Pentecost, Yes, right? The reason why we're a church today, the Holy Spirit fell at the day of Pentecost, the church of Jesus Christ was born. What's ahead of us is the rapture, Yes, right? So God is always preparing you now for what's next. Yes. Right? Where the enemy can't talk about your next. Right. He can only talk about your past. And I was sharing this with a group of business people and I said, it's amazing that what normally comes out your mouth is a revealer what's in your mind. Yes. So we know where God's mind is because God's mind has to be in the future because that's what he's speaking to us yeah. about. We know where the devil's mind is yes. because it's in the past. He's always speaking to us about that. So I want to be able to be positioned the way God wants me to be. And I'll say this, think about when Moses sent the spies. Mm -hmm. This was a land God promised them, right? He says, you guys know it's there. Mm -hmm. Okay, go out and see it for yourself. And not only did they go see it, but they brought back some of the evidence. Yeah. Whoa, these fruits are, yeah, we've large grapes seen and, nothing like this, yeah. right? And I really believe that the thriving churches of tomorrow mm -hmm are being prepared today. yeah. And the reason why I always say why Jews are so blessed, right? Why they occupy 10% of the world, but own 40% is because they're taught to be forward thinkers. Yes, They always have an idea of what's next. And so this is what I've been doing with our business people. Hey guys, you wanna know what's next? You wanna know how to pivot your business? Mm -hmm. Align it with what God's doing next. Yeah, And good. trust me, you will be prosperous in that time. Now, it may look different, mm -hmm. but guess what? Noah got a word. Yeah, It looked different. No one saw an ark, but right. he was told it's gonna rain. Right. So God has told us something in the scriptures. This is what I'm doing. Watch that I do this. See that I'm doing this and now position yourself for that. Yeah. So this is a perfect example of the blessing that's of Abraham. Mm -hmm. Because when you think about what you even said, even in Jewish history, you think about this one principle, whether you're talking about ancient history or current history. Think about how many Nobel Peace Prizes. Oh, yeah. Pulitzer Prizes. A hundred percent. All these efforts, humanitarian efforts to fix a broken world. hundred percent. So this is how a Jew is trained to think. Yeah. The Bible tells us there was a perfect garden. Yeah. And then man fell and sinned, right? And it affected every facet of society. Mm. So the world is broken. Mm. Look at our world right now. It is broken. It's I broken. mean, it's broken into pieces. Yeah, no, There's certain broken. parts of our society that are shattered, right? Mm -hmm. So the way a Jew is trained to think is a forward thinker. Mm -hmm. Okay, I know it's broken. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to cry over the brokenness. I'm not going to cry over the burnt down walls of Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. I'm going to rebuild. Yeah. And so there is a phrase in Hebrew called tikkun, Olam. Olam is the world or the universe. Mm. Tikkun means to fix something that's broken. Mm. So a Jew always thinks, how can I fix what I already know is broken? Mm. But wherever you're trying to fix something in God's universe, mm. he supplies you with resources. He does. And so you think about with Noah, no one told Noah and gave him the blueprint of what to actually build. Right. But he was relying on the God-given wisdom. Yeah that goes all the way back to Adam. Yeah. When Adam was able to name everything in creation, yeah. he had a vision yeah. of, I know a flood is coming. Yeah. I can either weep and cry at my family that the whole world's gonna die, or I can create something that will fix the problem. 100%. And I think that's where we have to be forward thinkers, love. We know the problems in the world. Yeah. But how can we pivot towards what's prophetic? Yeah. 
instead of what's pathetic. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Because we know so the good. empathy we should have. Yeah. But it's not just about oh, what a pathetic world we live in. Yeah. Hell in a handbasket. You know, it's like, no, we're not supposed to just throw away the world. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of Christians for years, you should just, you know, think, well, the world's going to hell. Mm-hmm. Okay, but what are you doing to pivot to change Still that? Still going to church on to Sunday preach, morning and not teach? doing nothing. Yes. Yeah. And so when you talk about the church, I think about how it began in Jerusalem mm-hmm. with an outpouring of the Holy Spirit yeah. after Jesus for three and a half years made disciples. disciples. And we talked about it in the last episode how a couple of things we know. Great Commission, make disciples yep. of all nations. In other words, what Jesus taught these 12 Jewish boys mm-hmm. in a Jewish town, in a Jewish nation for three and a half years, now you're going to translate that. Mm-hmm. into the languages of all mankind, mm-hmm. and they're going to communicate this message around the world, and you're going to need the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So from the very beginning that they were given the Great Commission, they now were empowered to do it through the Spirit. And I think that's where the pivot comes from and the strategy comes mm-hmm. from, is we get back into our prayer closet and be that church of the outpouring. Because if we're 2,000 years into this, 2,000 plus years, then we know the same Holy Spirit that started the church yes. is the same Holy Spirit that wants to revive the yeah. broken pieces yeah. today. It's like the dry bones of Israel. Yeah. 1948, Israel became a nation again. It's time for the church yeah. to be like dry bones and come back together again yeah. and unify because the enemy wants to divide us. Well, and I think that we got to go back to that chapter, right? Yeah. So when you think about it, it ends with verse 46 where God added to the church. Yes. So let's start there. Yeah. Right. So we understand that the purpose of the pivot of prophecy mm-hmm. for the church mm-hmm. is for God to add. To add. Why? Because what's next? Mm-hmm. The rapture. Mm-hmm. God does not want to leave anybody behind. My desire is I leave no one behind. Mm-hmm. Right. So he's preparing us now for what's next. Right. So we can start there. That's God's ultimate goal. I'm going to try to bring as many as my children home. Right. But then you start marching up. What did they do? They met home to home. Yeah. What did they do? They sold out for God. What did they do? They met in the temple daily. Mm-hmm. So all these things that they did should be nothing different than what we should be doing right now. Right. If the ultimate goal for the believer is not fear mm-hmm. or it's not being scared, but it's to prepare us, prepare us for what? For the greatest outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, if we understand what the greatest outpouring of the Holy Spirit is going to look like, it's going to result in a lot of souls being saved, your family, your friends, your city, your community. Okay. Then what does the church need to be positioned to be doing right now? I better get sold out. I can't play church. I need to be the church. Guess what, man? I need to get in church. Mm -hmm. I need to be involved. Mm -hmm. It has to be a part of my life. Now it can't just be something I go to. That's the gym. It has to be part of your life, right? Mm -hmm. And then you got to get involved in community. You need people, people around you that have the same like-mindedness in order for us to fulfill the ultimate goal. And that is none shall perish and all shall come to Christ. Yeah. So because this is the Dust the Rabbi podcast, one of the things my job is, is to try to get people dusty with this ancient Jewish wisdom, like they're walking on the road following Jesus, yeah, bunch of fishermen, at least six of them, a yeah. couple zealots. Then you got this tax collector guy. Yeah. They know nothing about scripture because right. they were probably the disqualified kids, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So I'm thinking about the people listening right now. You've said a couple times the word rapture. Yeah. Okay, people go, well, what's the rapture? Because remember, we talked about last time, oh, yeah. Thief in the Night was yes, the movie that scared 100%. literally 
the the H E double hockey sticks yeah. out of us, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were afraid that any moment we're gonna be caught oh, up. Oh, and then like we're all running from the attic, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's like the the thing was scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when I got older, I started studying the scriptures and finding out exactly what does the Bible say because I didn't want to believe hook, line, and sinker, what some preacher said, some mm-hmm. teacher said. Now we have all the Well, that online. word doesn't even exist in the it's Bible. It's not in the Bible. Right. As a word right. in English, we we say it theologically. Right. But really the Greek, harpazo, Harp- yeah. means to catch away. Yes. Almost like to seize, to snatch out yeah. of harm's way. Yeah. And so there is something to it when it's translated into Latin, rapturas, we get the English word rapture. rapture yeah. But when people look for the word rapture, like I can't find I the can't rapture find in the Bible. Where is it? Yeah. And there's people who tell you, well, I don't believe in a rapture because it's not in the Bible. Yeah, right. right. So I thought maybe I'd read First Thessalonians chapter 4 because I believe that's really the context to what you were saying a minute ago. And for those that are listening that don't know what this is, I just want you to be informed. Okay? Yeah, 100%. So look what it says in verse number 1. I'm going to read it out of the New American Standard Bible. It says, finally, then, brethren, we request and exhort you in the Lord Jesus that you received from us instruction on how you ought to walk and please God. So here's kind of how it starts. I just want you to know how to live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because of something coming, I want you to make sure you're living right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And so I'm going to jump down to where it says in verse 13. Again, 1 Thessalonians 4.13, it says, but we do not want you to be misinformed. Some verses say ignorant. Ignorant. And there's a lot of ignorance, yeah. lack of knowledge yeah, going yeah. around. He says that some are going to be asleep. He says about those who are asleep, meaning that they've died, that you will not grieve as the rest do that have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, we were talking mm-hmm. about the days of the church, mm-hmm. Jesus died, mm-hmm. he rose, Pentecost came 50 mm-hmm. days after, right? He says, even so, God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep, meaning those who have died in Jesus. And then I'm going to read verse 16. It says, for the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, that's Michael, yeah. And with the trumpet of God, that's a ram's horn, a shofar, and the dead in Christ, or we'd say in the Messiah, will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. So when Paul was saying these words to the church of Thessalonica, he was concerned that they were in fear. And he says, I'm going to tell you these words to comfort you. Comfort you. And I think sometimes when we talk about end times and last days, it's a topic of terror. Oh, it, it is. is. It's worse than terrorism. No, it's 100%. like It's a terror that like thief in the night. Oh, we got to be afraid. And we oh, don't yeah. want you to be in fear. No. Paul says, I want to comfort you that not only those that have died, that you, your loved ones, think about all the people that died yeah. during the pandemic. Yeah. What are we going to do? We're going to believe that when Jesus comes. Yes. He's going to catch away the believer, but first he's going to resurrect the dead. That's right. And I think one of the problems, and we can talk about this in another episode, is that people get confused about the rapture of the church or the rapture of second believers, coming. the catching away, and the second coming, 100%. which is what the Jews are still waiting for yeah. as a first coming. Yeah, So yeah. we can probably unpack that. Yeah, in some yeah, of the yeah, yeah. And it'll take some time. Yeah, yeah, it's one yeah. of those things that yeah. people read Revelation, they get scared. Yeah. They just stop reading because it's just too much it's too for much. Them. Yeah. That's why we don't preach it too much on a Sunday morning. Yeah, no. We've been kind of sprinkling in a yes. little bit of prophecy because people need to know yes. about the second coming. They need yes. to know about the catching away. And I always say this. 
we want to prepare millennials yes. for the millennium. Yes, the thousand exactly. year reign. Come on now. I love so it. So this has been a great episode. Yeah. I think one of the things I really want people to understand is it's gonna take them going back to their Bible. Yes. Getting in the word, not just be religious yeah. and have an opinion. Yeah. But educate your opinion. Educate your opinion. Get into scripture. Get into a life group. Get into a church that's talking about Mm -hmm. these things. If you're near Destiny Church or one of our campuses, please let us know you want to come and hear what's going on because we're trying to stay current and relevant, but we need revelation. Yes, we do. Stay relevant. And I think that's where this podcast is transitioning this season to talk about topics that in the beginning, I said, let me start small. Let me start with just a slow pace and let them just follow. Yeah. Be a disciple. Yeah. Learn what it means in the first century for the disciples to follow Jesus. Yeah. But now we're getting closer. We're getting closer. It's not his first coming anymore. No. We're hearing the footsteps of his return. Yes. And so I think that's been a great thing. So, Pastor Ben, this is so awesome. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. We love you so much. Shalom, everyone. Lahitrot. See you next time. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, follow us for more episodes as you rate and review the podcast. Thank you for listening to the Dust of the Rabbi podcast with Rabbi Brian Baruch Belechi. Shalom. Lehitrot. See you next time.